0: Thanks for downloading the weekly podcast from Bridge Christian Fellowship. To find out more, head to www.bridgecf.org. How funny is it that he talks about the Promised Land and about baggage? That's what I'm talking about. (laughs) Funny, yeah. God incident, right there. Um, I'm talking about the Promised Land and Deuteronomy chapter one. And I made PowerPoint. Which is really awesome. Uh, particularly, the key scripture is going to be verse 21, if you have your Bibles with you. If not, there's Bibles at the back, and it's going to be in my PowerPoint anyway, so don't worry about it. Um, so, verse 21 is See, the Lord your God has given you the land. And we all have keys now to prove it. You've been given a key tonight, so let's use your key as a metaphor this whole evening. When I talk about land, remember your key, it's the same. Um, God has given you the land. Go up and take possession of it, as the Lord, the God of your ancestors, told you. Do not be afraid and do not be discouraged. The baggage in question is this. Do not be afraid and do not be discouraged. A lot of us uh, have a lot of fear. Or we carry past disappointments or past hurts and past pain and use them as obstacles that hinder us from going forwards. And so today I want to talk about and highlight how God carries us through the hard times. He doesn't say there aren't going to be hard times. He carries us through. And uh, and that makes it easier. It doesn't make it not hard, but it makes it easier. And he is with us. And he carries you like a father. That's what Moses even said to the Israelites. Look and remember how God carried you like a father would a son through the wilderness. And we going to give you context. Um, I have a PowerPoint on that. Oh, it's awesome. Okay. Um, Give you context, Moses is talking to the Israelites and he's addressing them and saying goodbye uh, because he's not about to enter the promised land, and and so he's sending on to the Israelites onto the promised land with Joshua and Caleb, and he's just giving a summary of what's happened so far. So they've just had their forty years through the wilderness, and it was only forty years because they kept going round. You know, you know, when um, I related to us. How God might bring something up in you and you like feel it like, Oh, I really need to deal with this like this thing that I do, like mm, come on, think of an issue. Uh road rage or something, you might feel a bit you might not might always feel fine about it and then one day you're like, Oh, I didn't actually feel good about doing that And then (coughs) the next time you have a choice to get angry again in the car because now you'll realize that it does actually feel bad. And you have a choice now. Okay, am I going to get angry or am I not going to get angry? And if you choose to get angry, that's like going around the mountain again or going around the desert again. So you have to just keep you keep practicing dealing with it until you learn and then you move on and you can carry on. Um, so he's saying his farewell. And he's reminding them of the promise. And the promise is to Abraham in Genesis. And God is saying to Abraham... Know for certain that your descendants will be strangers in a land that is not theirs, for they will be enslaved and oppressed for 400 years. But I will also judge the nation whom they will serve, and afterward they will come out with many possessions. As for you, you shall go to your fathers in peace. You will be buried at a good old age. Then in the fourth generation they will return here. And um, and that is when God is saying, Go into that land, take it, and make it yours. Make it your land. Go and take it, and I will be with you, and I will fight for you. It won't be easy, you still have to fight, but I will be with you. And that he's, and Moses then says, but um, but you didn't do it. You, you held back for a while. You sent out spies, and then you got scared because the giants were all big. And it doesn't feel good uh, to be a leader, or to be suggesting it. Even if you give advice to someone, they don't take it. And then they get hurt anyway. Or so why why didn't you trust me with my advice? Why didn't you think it was gonna be a good idea? Or with God. He just he he's always for your good. We've learned we have learned that he is good. God is good, right? We've learned this. And when when you don't expect God to be good, it's just it's just sad because he is. It's like if someone doesn't believe you're a good person. That really hurts. Or doesn't believe you're gonna do a good job that ah, just really hurts. And it's it's like that, we have to re- remember that when we have our baggage and our fear and our disappointment and we're like, oh, I'm not so sure and we doubt God, it's, it feels the same to him as it would for us if someone did that to us. If someone had their issues and used them to think, oh, well, I don't think you're going to love me because I wasn't, I wasn't loved properly before. And that happens. That's why we've got to deal with it and deal with our baggage so that we can move forward and move into the promised land that he's already given us. So in verses... 9 through 18, um, he is reminding them that God had told Abraham that you're going to have as many descendants as there are stars in the sky. And he, they ended up with as many descendants as there are stars in the sky. There's millions of them, millions, like, all camping around the desert and walking 40 years. There weren't just a few of them, there were millions of them moving around every few months. And they had to elect wise leaders, because imagine just being a parent with a few kids, imagine if they had millions of kids. Or imagine being a manager of a few people. Imagine being a manager of... this too much to do, too much to do with. So they elected wise leaders. And we should take tips. We should delegate. If we have too many people to lead or we feel like we're doing it all on our own, lovely, uh, you can just, you can delegate roles. And that's what Moses is saying, you know? That people are capable of leading. Let's believe in them. Let's expect greatness out of them. And expect them to lead as well as we can lead. Uh, verse 19 to 25. That's when he's summarizing that they've reached the land and they're on the border. And uh, they're like, okay, you can go in. You can go in now. Uh, I'll go fight with you. And then they send in the spies instead because they, they apply their logic and their reason. And God gave us brains. And it's a good thing to think. We are trained. We should think. But at the same time, we're children. And there comes a time to just simply obey a father like a child would obey a father because <laughs> you trust that when he tells you tell to do something it's for your own good and I remember next slide, please. when I was at Bethel with the glory cloud uh, I was like a big kid at Christmas on my birthday with all the presents that I ever wanted absolute ecstaticness and just playing in it and trying to catch it in shoes and on my clothes and trying to taste it in my mouth and having a right old good fun time and um, there was like Mexican waves of cheers as, it, as each, each group of people got to experience it and see it and feel it and catch it all in their hands and be all glittery. And it was crazy. Um, and most of us were like children. We were taking tips from the other kids who were like trying to catch it on the tongue like they would snowflakes. Um, but then there were some people that went to check the air vents, thinking that it was a hoax, and they're <laughs> just a bit sad. Um, But I understand it, and we need to discuss it. It's it's fair enough, like we were given brains, so it's good to think, and it's good to think, okay, we don't want to deceive a whole bunch of people, so we're going to check that this definitely is from God, so that people don't get carried away. So that's fair enough. But there are times to be childlike, and that's okay to be childlike and innocent. And it's good. It's good. It's good. So then, Moses, carrying on with Moses, uh, verse 26. Um, in that doubting <coughs> place, it, it, God called it rebellion. So when your child, for the parents in here, when your child does something that you've told them not to do, that's them dis- disobeying you. And in the same way, if you're if you're carrying your baggage of fear and disappointment, that God's saying, don't be afraid, don't be disappointed, and you choose to be anyway. It's technically disobeying God because it's, and for a lie. It's not even true because God's good. And in doubting God's goodness, you're just putting fear first. And, you, and it, it isn't, it's not a punishment, but it hinders you from getting to the promised land further. It hinders you from accomplishing your dreams and fulfilling all that God has for you and, and becoming the child that he destined for you to be. Just but I ask you the question next question? When has God failed you before? Let's really look at our past and look at our disappointments and look at our fears and look at them objectively and think, did God let me down or was it a lie or was it a wound or was it like a damage of another broken person that's happened? And And some people blame God for those things. And that's where Sozo comes in. And we have a Sozo training ministry happening as we speak. So it's always beneficial to get a sozo and to keep short account to maintain forgiveness so quickly, and um, and it can forget to think forgiveness as a first response. But we we should train ourselves to forgive quickly because the only person we hurt is ourselves. The other person isn't bothered if they hurt you. They might not even realise they've hurt you, and you're like carrying around bitterness or like you're holding a guard up towards them, and they don't even know, and it's only hurting you. That's why we have to let go And let go and let go uh, I think next slide uh, yeah. um, This is a good verse so Do not be terrified, do not be afraid of them The Lord your God who is going before you Will fight for you as he did for you in Egypt Before your eyes and in the wilderness There you saw how the Lord your God Carried you as a father carries his son All the way you went until you reached this place no matter what happens to us, we always have the ability to remember. <coughs> we ne- we never know what comes tomorrow, but we always remember what happened to us yesterday. And we can always remember what God has done. And even if it's not for us and we can really struggle to think, well, what has God done for me? You can see what he's done for others. And if he's done it for somebody else, he will do it for you. Because he's good. So in that case, don't be scared of what's ahead. Or don't be... Um, held back by what could be happening because he is good and you have seen and you can remember. Next slide, please. This is Bill. He's a good egg. Um, He talks about making history with God and then your life being this amazing life because he raises a school of revivalists, right? And people that want to change the world and train them how to do so. And he says, That will happen if you build up that secret place, build up that personal relationship with God, where you go to Him for no other reason than just to sit on His lap and hear what He thinks about you, and to say what you think about Him. And in that place, and building that foundation of relationship, and then you get to do the crazy stuff. Because I remember when I came back from first year, I was I was thinking, okay, so I've come back from Bethel, and everyone thinks I'm this amazing revivalist, and I'm supposed to change the world, and I'm supposed to do all kinds of miracles. This is what everyone thinks of me. So I must measure up to this expectation. And I must accomplish all these things. And I must tell this every day. And I must get people saved. And I must save my whole neighborhood and change the world in one summer. Because this is what I'm supposed to do. And I would get really nervous every day. And think, okay, today's the day, today's the day. I'm going to knock on my neighbor's door. And I'm going to start house church. And I'm going to, you know, I'm going to go for a run. And I'm going to give a prophetic word. Which I did do. I did go and go for a run. And it took me like half an hour I was stood by the duck pond and I saw some girls on the bench and I'm like okay I'm going to give them a word okay. okay and I was pacing around pacing around trying to like psych myself up to do it and I eventually did do it so it was amazing but it was so hard because I was doing it from a place of trying to prove it and I was doing it from a place of trying to measure up to man's expectation and every day God told me you're a good daughter I don't care if you just stay at home all day or if you go out and speak to people I'll always think of you the same way I'll always think of you as a daughter, and I don't. He's like, I don't care if you spend twenty-four hours a day with me, or you don't even look, like, think about me all day. I always think of you the same way. His love is extravagant and so abundant. And the next summer when I came home, I was fine. I didn't feel like I had to prove anything. I was just at rest that I am a good daughter, and if I want to go heal. If pray for someone for healing. And I can. And if it's when I move with compassion, then I do it. That's not a better place to do it than try and be like, well, oh, people are expecting me to pray for them, so I will pray. Oh, but I don't know what to say. Uh, and then you're not even thinking about God anyway. It's just, it's just silly. just silly. But that is part of the baggage of this fear that we're trying to get rid of. We're not, fear is just not to have a place in our lives. Ever. Ever. And love casts out fear. Amen. Right, next. So let go. Let go of those things from your past. And let go of those fears that you have about the future. Because Deuteronomy 121 is saying, God has given you the land. You have been given keys. So therefore, go up and take possession of it, as the Lord your God has told you to do so. Don't be afraid. and Don't be discouraged. To so let go... Kinda of means you gotta let it die. Harsh word used in this era. But um, you've gotta to die to that part of yourself that is holding you back from all that God has for you. And and take take a step, take that risk. F- faith is about R A S K, right? That's what we hear. Or yeah, here. John Remember. John Remember? Yeah, faith's about R-I-S-K. You've gotta take a risk to have faith. And Hebrews eleven six talks about you have to have faith to please God. And, and it's not faith to do crazy stuff, it's just faith that he is good and that he'll back you up if you step out. And he'll he'll remind you that you're a good daughter or a good always, no matter how much you try or how little you try. <coughs> and I'd like this next slide, please. Sometimes it's really hard to let go. And uh, we did an exercise of prophetic expressions recently, and we had to analyze Our growth patterns when an issue gets brought up, if we respond like a baby or like a toddler or like a child or like a teenager or like an adult, probably adding too many. And um, I admit I do have a toddler like tendency where something gets brought up and I'm just not ready to change it, okay? I'm happy the way things are and I'm okay. I'm okay the way I am, even though it hurts me to stay that way for longer. And it's just funny, and it's human. We do it. We don't want to change because someone tells us to. Because we don't want to be controlled. But God isn't controlling, and God is good, and he is for us. So if we suggest something, it's only going to be for your benefit. He's good. And there's nothing to be afraid of. And if you've been hurt before, that wasn't his plan for you. And he has good plans for you. And he has, you will always redeem and always restore what was what was stolen, or what was lost in those times where it was, where it felt the opposite of God's goodness. And he is reaching out to us, like this a famous painting. And here, the God on the, on the left hand though, is really straining. He's reaching with all his might. And man isn't quite eager. Next um, slide. He's, he's a bit limp in his hands. Like, ah, I guess, like, uh, he's, he's not. He's not reaching... You know when you're in bed in the morning and your phone might be... Or your handbag or something, At the end of your bed. And you can't quite reach it, but you can't be able to get out of bed because you're like lazy. So you have to like rock to get momentum and to like reach that little bit further. You have to like just go... Oh! Even though I'm sure that takes more energy than just getting out of bed. But God reaches, us, reaches for us like that. He's so exerting all his, all his strength. And then he's just waiting for us to say, Okay, yes... I'm going to trust you, I'm going to take that risk, I'm going to believe that you are who you say you are, I'm going to believe in what you think about me, um. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. and then it's in, in that place when you do take his sound, next one, and you let go, but you let him in, and he becomes one with you, and there's a resurrection that happens, so when you choose to like, let go and die to that part, it's, it might cost you something. Sometimes we build up a big reputation for ourselves or a name for ourselves, but it might not be the name that he has for us. And so in that letting go, they might has a void, but then he becomes one with you and he comes and enters in and he breathes in you, your identity in you, creates in you who you really are. And it's transformation. You become another. At least, you know, we are a new creation when we say yes to God. Completely new. You're not the old person you were before. Completely new person. And it is radical and it is a miracle. And it's not to be taken granted for. And we can't, like, when God tells you who you are, you can never doubt that ever again. Even if you don't feel any different, you can't doubt it because he's not a liar. So if he, if the one biggest weakness area in your heart, or the one biggest fear you have in your heart, you might not think you're beautiful, you might not think that you're good enough, or you might not think that you're strong enough. When he speaks to you and tells you, you are strong, you are enough. You are worthy, you are beautiful and you are pure, you are loved and you are lovely. You can never believe otherwise. You can never doubt it. You can't You can't hold the, the discouragement of the past or the fear of the future. You have to let go and then be resurrected and let him carry you. Because he is a father and he is good at what he does and he is good at growing us up. And I think we have to unlearn the mentality that he fathers, how many of us have been fathered, or how we think fathers are. He doesn't punish, and he doesn't, he doesn't wag his finger, and he doesn't put a cold shoulder up, or he doesn't think of you any differently. He, he just says, try again, like Barry was saying. He just says, try again, get up, try again, I love you. It's okay, it's all good. Just try again, I believe in you. And you carry on. And so there's times where we, do, where we do hold back in fear and discouragement and we do like, miss the mark or we do have to go around that mountain again. It's okay because you're still heading towards them and you're still heading towards those plans. It's just today you have the choice. Are you going to go around that mountain or are you going to actually stand up for who you, who you are and what he has for you and those promises he has for you? Because you've all been called individually and corporately you have the, the magnificent calling of discipling nations and healing the sick and raising the dead. Done, done, <coughs> raising the dead today. <laughs> um, magnificent calling. And individually you'll have detailed, intricate callings in your life. And they're amazing. And they're going to happen. But you, can't, you can't get unsaved. You can't lose your destiny. You can't, you're not ever so big that you can mess it up so bad that you're going to just miss, miss out completely. But we are running the race and you can you can get there stronger or you can um, you can come out fighting and wear that crown proudly and you know, we can we can play our part to do it well, and that's the point. We don't want to just be making it, but we want to be strong all the way and dealing with our baggage as it comes up and not going around that again. Next slide please. However, in the story of the Israelites that we are studying today oh next slide. Please. In spite of this, you did not trust in the Lord your God. He went ahead of you on your journey in fire by night and in a cloud by day to search out places for you to camp and to show you the way you should go. We don't have a fire and a cloud, you know? And they had a fire and cloud, and they still doubted. But there are things in our lives that even though God has given you a mighty miracle, like might have healed your body and made metal things disappear. And then a few months down the line, you're like, oh no! not really sure that God's, you know, going to do it again. He did it once, I doubt it? Don't, like, we can't flake out on God, ever, because he's good. All the time. All the time. Thank you. He's so good. So let's choose today to get rid of these things that hold us back from letting ourselves be loved and living that life to the full, for the abundance. Can I get the next slide? Oh, wow. <laughs> this is an elephant, and he, he is throwing a tantrum. Um, this is common for adolescent elephants, and they just had enough, and they'll just throw their face in the mud. <laughs> and, you know, like, sometimes we're like this. Um, <laughs> so God's like, come this way, do it this way, it'll be easier if you do it with me. And then you're like, no. Like this I'm fine with him. And uh, and then you do that and he laughs because it is silly and funny. He doesn't punish you like, well then, well then, well then. <laughs> it's funny, it's silly. Uh but there there is more, and let's not be ignorant of the fact that he is he wants to help us. He is he's a good guy and he wants to help us. Um so verse thirty four to forty. I think it's so God, in this in this passage, I'm not going to read it because it's a lot of text. Um, he's, he's saying that God got angry because they they chose not to go and they sent spies, and they're all like, mm, I don't want to go, and they threw their little tantrum and threw their face in the mud, and God was upset, and said, like, Well, I'm not going to go either then. But in that way, He's not like, Well, I'm really hurt, and I'm just going to do a tantrum over here too, because God's bigger. He's bigger than any mess that you ever make, and He's never ashamed of anything. He never looks away from you. You can. Feel the worst person in the world, and he's still looking at you and smiling. In this way, when God's angry, I think He's just saying, "Well, you want to do it on your own, so I'm going to let you do it on your own. See how you think you can do by yourself, and you're going to learn that you can't do it without me." And in that case, the Israelites did indeed learn this because they, in the next passage, 41 to 46. Uh, the next slide. Oh, come on, come on. 41 to 46. There we go. Uh, they. He was saying, now you want to go, and you want to go now, because I've said I'm not going to go. That was the funny thing about the Israelites, that God said, well, now I'm not going to go. And Moses was like, look, you disobeyed God, now he's not going to go with you. And then the Israelites were saying, well, oh no, now I've just, now now we've got to go. But God had already, he changed his command. He's like, well, I'm not going, because you disobeyed me. And then they disobeyed him again by going, when he said not to go. And it's silly. Uh, So they went anyway. And of course, they didn't win the fight. And when you go with God, you win the fight. When you go on your own try and do it on your own way and be all independent, then you, you're not going to find it as easy. So let's not do that. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, i uh, we got to listen to him and obey those commands because they are for our good and without fear. Because I'm going to repeat it again until we get it. Deuteronomy 121, God has given you the land. Go up and take possession of it because I told you so. Uh, and don't be afraid, and don't be discouraged. Oh, I'm going quite fast. Just, I've only got one page left. I was like, what is this? It's speeding on through. Anyway, uh, sorry. <coughs> ah, that's where <weird. laughs> are. No, I'm kidding. Uh, so, God <laughs> is the same no matter what. And even though it said he'd got angry and he's not going to go, he will go if you ask him to. And he's asking you to go. So there's this invite that he has for you, and he's saying, I've got this promised land for you. I have promises for you. I have a destiny for you. I have a future for you. I have plans. I have wholeness for you if you want in your heart and in your mind. I can restore everything that you've ever lost if you want it. And if we're sat over here with the limp Adam hand, like, oh, no. uh, And go, well, well, this happened to me this one time, and I got hurt this one time, and I got rejected, or I failed, or whatever. Like, it happens. <coughs> um, and then instead of going, but I trust you, we go, so I'm going to believe that that's going to happen to me again. Then you're going to stay sat there, and you're not going to have those things come to pass as quickly as you might. But... If you say I do trust you and I, I'm going to deal with this baggage that's making this so hard for me, then you're going to get there quicker and you're not going to have to detour around that mountain for 40 years. And you get to have the, the fun things happen. Um, <coughs> so God has promises over your life. Don't be afraid of obstacles or the appearance of closed doors. Don't be held back by not seeing how it can come to pass. You can walk with him and walk with him. And you'll walk into his promises. And getting to know his heart and his voice will allow you to trust him more. And that's the key here. Is that some people don't uh, think it's always his voice. And think, oh, maybe it's not yet. Yeah, um, Just these little... You hear his voice. And you think, oh, that's God. And then you think, oh, was it? And you've got to stick the first one. You've got to stick, yes, yes, it was him, yes, it was him. And then carry on from that point. Rather than going, oh, um, and there's that story, for, uh, another story for Beth's story. Uh, there were some second years, and then a kid from the Bethel Christian schools, he's like 12 maybe, and he's hanging out with the second years. He's been in the Bethel school and being trained on prophetic and healing and being revivalist for few years. And they're prophesying as a group of three. And this one couple comes to them, and the second years, but neither of them are getting anything. They're just, well, they might have been getting something, but they're not getting anything that they're giving And then after a while, they're like, have you got anything? No, have you got anything? No. And then they look down at the 12 year old and they're like, have you got anything? And then he just just starts and then keeps going, keeps going, keeps going. And they're like, he's only 12. And they ask him, like, how did you do that? And he says, my teacher said today I'm going to be hearing from God. So I knew that whatever came into my head was God speaking. Voice of a child, mind of a child. heart of a child believes God speaks. and and obeys it. It's that simple. Next slide. And ultimately, this promised land that I talk of, yes, we have individual callings to do great things and magnificent things in this lifetime, but ultimately, it's to enter his heart and get deeper into his heart and to know him. Like all throughout scripture, all those Bible stories where God just cries out for repentance, like, repent, Israel, Repent! He's saying, I want you to be mine, you know? You're doing all your own stuff all the time. Just come and be mine, and be on my lap, and then we have fun together. And it's, it's a sad cry, because so many times people are like, no. And we can do that daily, or you can do that ultimately, and say so you don't want to ever know him, and that's, that's really sad. Um, and we have to monitor our hearts to be like, is there something in me that is stopping me from wanting more of God? Is there a part of me that stops letting him in? And it makes me grieve when I realize I've held back part of my heart. How could I? He is so worthy of holding it because he can look after it so well. How could I hold back even uh, like a cell of my being from him? And it feels like every time I'm in worship, I give you all of me, I give you all of me because it feels like every time there's a little bit that I didn't give last time. And <laughs> that is just the journey of life then. He invites us, and we give as much as we think we can give. And the next time, we can give more, because we trust him more. By realising that when we give him that little bit of our heart, he does actually look after it well and good things happen. And then we can trust him more. And uh, there's this lady called St. Catherine, and she she realised that, that God is in her. That whole, I've preached on it before, Christ in me, the hope of glory. Christ in you, obviously. Um... And she once ran through the streets and yelled out, my deepest me is God. Amen. And she'd come to this realization, like, God is in me. Mm-hmm. And I can give my more of me to him, but he's already fully there. Mm-hmm. And he's willing to accept as much as you're given. But he has all of you anyway. That's just the nice complex part of it. Uh, I like the next slide, please. So this is a journey, and with like the baggage, if you imagine a train, and the train is always on tracks towards his heart, there is no way that you are ever going to get kicked off the train, there's nothing you can do, nothing nothing that can happen to you that would mean that you won't get where you're supposed to get to, because God's that good and merciful and kind, Um, but you are on a train and it's got carriages, and so you can get promoted to blessing by letting go and letting go of that discouragement and that fear and it means you get up to the next carriage and so I imagine the metaphor that you're in your carriage and you're having a great time and you're on course towards your destiny and God's heart and all that he has for you and then there comes a point where God's like you know you can come up to the next carriage if you want get a bit closer to the main party area but you have to deal with that little bit of baggage that you're carrying around with you and uh, and then you have a choice you want to carry on where you are and stay where you're at? Or do you want to take that step and take that risk of trusting him and do with it? And eventually you end up right right in the pilot seat, sat on his lap, as close as you can be, be, completely bare before him. And he is completely bare before you. How intimate is that with God? It's not just about God knowing you and and you letting him have all your heart. He gets to give you all his heart. And how much more crazy is that? Because he is so magnificent, so awesome, majestic. Um, and he'll always take us, and he'll have us in whatever form we come in. And we, we don't, like when I came back from first and I was trying to trying to do all this stuff, trying to prove it. Um, and I was trying to please him and show that i would learned it all, and I could do the good Christian life. But he was just perfectly happy. Just hanging out in my room. And he's always just perfectly, he's always perfectly happy no matter what we're doing. He's completely content in our company and absolutely adores us and is captivated with us and in love with us. And he'll always have it. But sometimes, in that journey of realizing how much he loves us, there are things we have to let go of to fully understand it even more. And Jesus talks about the pearl of great price, his heart. Is a pearl of great price, and sometimes it costs us what we know to find out the unknown that is God. Uh, Next slide. So it's an invite to the promised land, to the promises. If you'll only trust to not be afraid and to not be discouraged and to let that go and choose to trust Him. So I definitely think Barry wants to have ministry, and this also opens it up for ministry. Uh, so we can have a ministry team up, and you can come up if there are things that are specifically on your heart that you want to let go of, or maybe you want to have a prophetic word about what you're supposed to be heading towards. So there's prophetic teams, we have prophetic expressions called prophecy people. If you're in the room and you want to give prophetic words to people, you will perfectly uh, feel willing to do so. And you're to do that. We hope you enjoyed the Bridge Christian Fellowship podcast. Visit us at www.bridgecf.org.